you would, take your Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter 4 as we stand together in honor of God's Word. Don't want to take much time today because you can say a lot about prayer, but it doesn't do us any good unless we pray. Amen? So we're going to have a time for that and a focus on that at the end of our service today. Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 and 7. Paul's writing and it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for the opportunity today to worship, Lord, to give of our tithes and offerings, to sing your praises, to allow your word to pierce our hearts. And God, today, help us to understand through your word the power in prayer and how it can change us and how it can change things. And Lord, as families, help us to know that we're truly not a family. I just believe this, God, and we just trust in you today to show it to us that a family can't be a family unless they pray together. And so, God, today I pray that we would be challenged to know that through prayer together and prayer alone, you can change us, you can do supernatural things that transcends all understanding. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Now, I want you, as you're seated, I want you to do a little exercise this morning. I want you to hold your hand out like this in front of you. And I want you to say, my way. You've got to hold it out straight. Fingers straight, hands straight. Now I want you to do this, say, God's way. My way and God's way. All right, now I want you to remember that. And I'm going to invite Pastor Robbie up here to help me out. You can do this at home. Many times we like to do things our way. We think we can accomplish it, we can overcome, um, we are anxious, we are worried, life just seems to not make sense. And so we want to do it my way, our way. And so I'm going to let this right here represent some of those, go the other way, there you go, represent some of those anxious times, some of those things that we worry about, some of those concerns that you, you and I have that can consume us. And so, Pastor Robbie, I want you to take this match. i got a whole pocket of them here, so hopefully I won't catch on fire. This match, and I want you, without bending your fingers, to try to, with all of your strength, to break. And I'm going to do it with you. I may be stronger than you. i do this side over here. So we're going to straighten our hand out. We're going to try really hard. You've got to grit your teeth, right? To try to break it. So that's my way, right? We've got these things that are just roadblocks, things that are just struggles in our lives, and we can't, on, in my way, in our power, do it on our own. But then, what was the other one? God's way? Watch what happens. God's way. Easily, he breaks through that match, and he's able to break through that trial, that anxiety, that worry. Thank you. Give our pastor a hand. He's... This morning, I don't know if you believe today, but when we pray and we say we're going to surrender it to God's way, that He's going to break through in our lives. Now, it may not be the answer that we wanted, 
but it was the answer that we needed. And so Paul's saying here, he says, do not be anxious about anything. You think about our world. Our world is full of anxious times. There's, it's full of anxious people. We worry about a lot of stuff. Would you agree with that? Shake your head. I may be the only one that's a worry wart. But yeah, we, we, we can worry about a lot of things. But I believe, based on these scriptures and many more, that when families pray together, when you and I pray together as families, and when we pray separately, personally, that God can conquer our worries. Paul's telling us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In other words, on our own, we can't do it. We say that, but do we believe it? That's going to be shown in how we pray. How we lift these things up to God. I've been involved with Good News Club through Child Evangelism Fellowship for a long time. And one of the exercises that they instill into the children every day before club actually begins, when everybody's checking in, they're having their snack time, they're separated by grades, they pass around a little golden can that's called the God can. And in that God can, they write down prayer requests. They'll say, please be with my sick dog. Please uh, fix my video game system. Please be with my grandmother. She's sick. She has cancer. Please be with, with my dad. He doesn't have a job. Pray that he gets a job. And they write it in their little handwriting, and they fold it up, and they put it in the God can. And we pray for those things, those requests. And I believe that as children, they believe that God can. But I want to ask you today, do you believe that God can conquer your worries? Overcome your anxiousness, your anxiety. And see, we worry about a lot, don't we? And you know what that tells us? It says that we don't trust God. We don't trust God that He's saying, bring your prayers, bring your petitions, your thanksgivings, bring them to me, those requests. And let me take care of it. He wants to conquer our worries. Speaking of the Reverend Billy Graham in his book, The Journey, here's what he says about prayer. Every man or woman whose life has ever counted for God has been a person of prayer. A prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. A prayerless Christian is also a contradiction because we should yearn for the fellowship with the one who redeemed us. So on your journey, do you believe that God can conquer your worries through prayer? You know, as we think about what prayer does, prayer extinguishes anxiety. Prayer is the water that puts the fire out in our worries. But do we trust Him? Do we trust Him to conquer those worries? Oswald Chambers says that when we don't trust God and we don't pray and lay those requests at His feet, that it's unconscious blasphemy. We say we believe that prayer works, but are we actually doing it? You say, what should I be praying about? You say that there's a lot going on in our country, there's a lot going on in my life, Pastor Ben, there's a lot going on in my home, there's a lot going on in my job, we need to pray about it. You say, I have this wayward child and I feel like all hope is lost, I feel like 
There's no breakthrough going to happen in my life. God's telling us to pray. And so what happens is when we start thinking about our prayer life for a second, we kind of become a little self-centered with our worries. But what Paul's instructing us to do here is to not only present those requests, but to do it with a thankful heart. So prayer is to be offered with thanksgiving. An attitude of gratitude that we should have when we approach God with our request. And what happens when we take the focus off of ourselves and put Him on what we just sang about and what God has done for us, the eternal things, not the things of this world, salvation, mercy, and grace, and forgiveness. And all of a sudden the focus is taken off of us and those worries, and it's put on our Savior with thanksgiving. So thanksgiving, based on these scriptures, must accompany our prayers. In fact, if you go back and look at the Lord's Prayer, when the disciples said, teach us how to pray, how does it begin? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Worship. Thanksgiving for God's blessings. And see, what begins to happen in our lives is these blessings and recalling these blessings and what God has done for us. Even if we've lost all of everything here on this earth that means anything, if we still have Christ and He's our Savior, that's an antidote for our anxiety. An ungrateful heart. Our worries. Because what begins to happen when we recall God's blessings we realize that we had over-concern for our immediate problems. We begin to have uh, remembrances in our lives of those who now you understand are in a lot worse shape than we are. Pray for them. We again lose sight of why we pray, And so we forget about God's grace and His mercy and His forgiveness. So when we pray and we thank God for it, then we're reminded of it. And it allows us, through God's power, for these worries to be conquered. All throughout Scripture we find examples of prayer. Even Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you and whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Isn't that good to know? And, and notice the, the condition there. If we abide in Him, as you looked at last week, as we worship Him, as we live to serve Him, as we spend our focus and our lives living it to please Him, it says, then whatever you ask for, it will be done for you. Not whatever you feel like you need, but then all of a sudden the wants of your heart become like that of Christ. Some of us need to get right with God and get right with each other. James chapter 5 and verse 16, it says to confess our sins to each other and then pray for each other. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much, has much power. You want to know the answers to life's questions is mysteries of the things that are going on in your life and what's next and God's plan for your life. Jeremiah 33, 
And verse 3 says that those hidden things, pray about those and God will reveal to you His plan. Maybe you're dealing with and fighting with and struggling with temptations. These are the things that are worrying you. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 26, watch and pray so that you might overcome temptation. As families, we pray for each other. But how many of us pray for our leaders? How many of us pray for our political leaders? How many of us pray for our children's teachers and administrators? God knows that they need it during these times. I covet the prayers of my church. I know our pastor appreciates the prayers that you provide for him as you lift him up as he comes to preach week in and week out. First Timothy chapter 2, it says pray for everyone. It says pray for our leaders. And then it goes on to talk about that God wants all to be saved. And you know people in your own home, and your own family, in your own workplace that you want to be saved. Are you praying for them? Are you lifting them up, praying for lost people? When's the last time you prayed for a lost person that you know and care about to come to know the Lord? Are you worried about that? then pray about it and allow God to conquer those worries. So prayer is the cure for anxiety. It's the cure for worry. Are you doing it? And what ultimately happens as a result of it is the peace of God. And you know what happens when we have this peace that, no, we didn't earn it. We received it when we prayed. Then it causes us to worship. I only have two points for you today. When we pray, it conquers our worries, and then that causes us to worship. If you go back and look in verse 7, it says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Is that what you want for your life? I want peace in my life. I want peace in my heart. I want peace in my family. I want peace in my workplace. I want peace in my marriage. I want peace in the lives of my children as they come to know Him and, and decide and understand what God's called them to do. I want peace in our world and in our country. Do you want that? Paul's saying here through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, what happens when we pray and present these requests and we shouldn't be anxious about anything, then this peace of God is going to come into our lives. We can't buy it. We can't earn it. We can't read the latest how-to book on how to achieve it. It comes through us in a time of worship. And see, prayer is worship. Right, Jeff? Prayer is worship. When families pray together, this true peace can come from God. So I ask you, when's the last time you prayed with your family? When's the last time you prayed with your wife? When's the last time you prayed with your son or with your daughter? And then if you can't go back to a time, any time recent of when that happened, other than at mealtime... God is great. God is good. Let us thank Him for our food. I'm talking about asking God to conquer those worries. 
and allow you and your family to come to that point of worship. When's the last time you did that? I would venture to say, I'm not a prophet, if you and your family is not praying together, then there's a lot of anxiety and worries happening under your roof. So this true peace can only come from God. It's a kingly blessing that God gives to us when we stop what we're doing. When we take time out of our busy day, out of our schedules, out of our lives, to worship God and pray. And guys, spiritual leaders of the home, it's our job to lead in that. You're going to have an opportunity to do that at the end of the service today, and that's going to, for some of us, seem really awkward and out of the ordinary, but God will honor it. This eternal forever peace was established when Christ's blood was shed on Calvary's cross. That's reason for us to worship. He provides for us that peace. Some of you can probably remember back to that time when you accepted Christ's forgiveness, when you prayed to receive Him, and then there was this peace that came over your life that transcends all understanding. It doesn't stop there. God wants to cause us to worship and experience this peace every single day of our lives. And the answer is prayer. This peace excels knowledge. It's beyond any range of human comprehension. In fact, prayer is really weird for humans to do. (laughs) You think about it. We communicate by looking at talking to and interacting with each other. But God, through His words, is instructing us to pray. You say, when do I pray? We can pray anytime. Uh, pray without ceasing, Paul says. Yes, there's nothing wrong with showing reverence, showing adoration by going to your knees, going into that place where nobody's watching, Jesus instructed. Not so everybody could see, but there's nothing wrong with public prayer. We can pray in our jobs. We can pray while we're riding down the road. We can pray. Yes, kids have asked me, how do you pray? Is it okay to pray with your eyes open? Yes, pray with your eyes open. Believing that God can. And what's going to happen is God's peace is going to guard our hearts. It's going to guard our hearts with the temptations to give ourselves over to the things of this world, to worry about the things of this world, to become anxious about the things of this world, what's going to begin to happen is this peace that we don't understand, that we don't comprehend, it's all of a sudden it's going to guard our hearts and our minds. I don't know what you came in here today with on your heart and your mind, but do you want peace in it? God can do it. And it's going to begin with prayer. It's a desire that we have for Christ to guard our hearts, just like He made our hearts new, a new creation before God. He wants to every day make us new again, to renew our spirit. And I truly believe, church, that it's going to begin with prayer. That's pretty simple. I'm a simple kind of guy. That makes a lot of sense to me. For us to pray. Because what's going to happen is prayerful people 
God's people that are praying, prayerful people, are peaceful people, and the result is going to be people who truly, genuinely worship God. Worship Him. Not when we get here, but because all throughout our lives until we got to this point on a Sunday morning, we were praying. Billy Graham, back in 2011, was interviewed by Greta von Susteren of Fox News. She asked him, as he was very aged, as he was in the last days of his life, if there was anything that you could do different with your life, if you could go back and change anything, what would it be? We've got just a clip of that as we close out today. If you could go back and do anything different, it would be to pray more. In his book, Peace with God, as our lives can be very full, here's what Billy Graham's words have to say concerning prayer. He says, remember that you can pray anytime, anywhere, washing dishes, digging ditches, working in the office, in the shop, on the athletic field, even in prison. You can pray and know God hears. The devil will fight you every step of the way. He will cause the baby to cry, the telephone to ring, someone to knock at the door. There will be many interruptions. Can you see him saying this? But keep at it. Don't be discouraged. Soon you will find that these periods of prayer are the greatest delight of your life. You will look forward to them with more anticipation than anything else. Without constant, daily, systematic prayer, your life will seem barren, discouraging, and fruitless. Without constant prayer, you never can know the inner peace that God wants to give you. Isn't it amazing to know that a man that preached to millions throughout so many years said if he could go back and do one thing different, he would pray more. For thousands of years, our Bible, the Word of God, has been telling us that. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer. What's going to be your prayer today? Or are you going to continue to do it my way or God's way? My way or God's way? What will be your prayer today? We're going to have a two-part invitation, if you will. Baptists, we get a little nervous when we go out of the ordinary here. The first part of our invitation, once I pray, is going to be for your personal response. That may be in the form of you just praying and meditating right there where you stand and as we worship together. Some of you may say, I want to come reverently and spend time with God here at the altar. Maybe it's lifting up that sick family member or that friend who's lost a loved one or that wayward child that you just know needs Jesus. You can come and pray for that. For somebody today 
Maybe your prayer is the prayer of salvation. You need to accept Jesus Christ's forgiveness and understand this peace that transcends all understanding. Whatever your response is going to be, I pray that it honors God. Don't be anxious about it. Pray about it. And ask God how he would have you to respond. Would you stand with me as we pray? God, as we come to you now in the name of Jesus, with a simple message from your word, God, I pray that today your people would make this a house of prayer. That we would humble ourselves in this place today. Seek your face and pray. God, I pray that today hearts and lives will be changed, that true worship would happen because of prayer. And God, as we even pray together at the end of our service as families, Lord, help us to realize how precious it is to come into the presence of the Lord and pray together. For us in your name, we pray today. Amen.